On today's show, KB and I are going to discuss our thoughts on the season 7 premiere of The Walking Dead. And we'll also be talking about comic books and the big two companies, DC, Marvel, what are they doing right, where can they improve, and speaking of comic books, on the final countdown, both KB and I will be ranking our top five comic titles that we're currently reading now. All of that plus a special announcement on the future of the podcast. So it's time to bag and board this edition of Free Your Geek. By the power of Grayskull, And welcome to the show. Welcome to Free Your Geek. I am your host, Jay Free. My co-host, Peruge KB. What's up, brother? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So this is a uh, an interesting show. Uh, I think you and I are still kind of devastated, for lack of a better term, and we'll get into that in a minute. With I'm, the, uh, I'm like Nostradamus, man. Yep, yep. <laughs> KB, KB is... Uh, He's a, he's a predicting the future. So what are the uh, what are the lottery numbers going to be, man? I, that, that's one that. thing I suck at. Ask me to to uh, predict. That, that's uh, the one thing. Yeah, you I know. Suck that's the one at. thing. That's the one thing. No, you no, suck no. At. As far as predictions go. Oh, all right. Because Jeffrey, you know, I've predicted sports. I've predicted. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You know. I just think that's hilarious. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be. It's going to be a comic. We're going to talk about comic books. It's a comic book heavy show. We don't talk about comic books. No, that much. we we usually talk about. We do like a couple. Of, we have things, issues but, yeah. and, and whatnot, and we're going to do those too. Um, but my yeah, w- you brought up a good point. Uh, KB came up to me and he said, "You know, we're kind of a nerdy show. We talk a lot about comic book characters. We rank comic book characters." but we never discuss what we're reading. So <laughs> the final countdown today is going to be the top five titles that we're reading now. Yeah, things that you might want to check out. So so that'll be kind of cool. Um, also, I would, I put it in the teaser. Um, mm-hmm. We have an announcement to make. Um, starting with this show, uh, we're not going anywhere. However, we uh, KB and I decided uh, to start going bi-weekly. Yeah. Um, bi-weekly, I looked up the definition. It says either twice a week or every other week. We're doing the every other week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, after today, after the, you're listening to the show, the next new show will be two weeks from today. And let's 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 talk about something else a little bit. There is um, that next show is probably going to be a Doctor Strange. Uh, yes, so. uh, we're going to be seeing Doctor Strange. Uh, we record on a Thursday night, so yep. the following Thursday, uh, you know, this upcoming Thursday, uh, we're going to be seeing Doctor Strange Can't wait. in the theaters. It's been getting great reviews. It's it's amazing. It looks amazing. That the the scenes that I've seen. Rotten Tomatoes, ninety seven percent. They don't do that often. No, no. So, um, so um, we'll we'll uh, we'll give you a, a, yeah. a recap of that. Um, so that's the first big announcement. Second big announcement, and we touched upon it just a few moments ago. The Walking Dead. So before mm-hmm. we get in there, if you haven't seen the season seven premiere. Where are you? <laughs> well, I and I say this every show, and I'm, I'm starting to get a little uh, annoyed Tired by saying it. Yeah, like 
We're a geek show. You should be uh, spoilers. Yeah. No, I've seen people post like, "Thanks for ruining the Walking Dead." Like, why haven't you watched it already? <laughs> I'm like, if if it's 48 hours past the air date, you have no excuse. I'm sorry. I know people yeah. are busy, but it's you can't prevent people from talking about things. Yeah. And especially in this type of world, yeah. with like this instantaneous, people are live tweeting. I mean, stuff. it's one thing when it's when it's douchey and you're reading something totally different, and some troll puts it on a board. Ex- well, that's I, different. To- but, I totally but for agree the people with you. that are doing it legitimately and talking about it, you but, can't tell them all to shut and, up. And I go on <laughs> Facebook, I go on social media, and I say no spoilers. Like the night of, like when when what happened happened, because yeah. I'm not spoiling it yet. Yeah. When that went down, I went on Facebook after the episode aired, and I know that you know the West Coast is a different time frame. So I said, "No spoilers," but wow, that yeah. was horrific. And that's it. Just a teaser, not an even teaser. Just, just that's how I feel. I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. But on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, if you're not like up to three date or four with days that, later, like you, you can't, you can't. I'm sorry. I mean, so we're full five days. Almost. Spoil, yeah. yeah. By the time this comes, yeah. it's gonna be Friday. It's gonna be five yeah. days. So. Spoilers for the season seven premiere of The Walking Dead. Five, four, three, two, one. Amazing freaking episode. Gruesome. Probably the most gruesome mm-hmm. episode. Um, it's getting complaints, actually. I thought it was done right. It was totally done right. Um, it's getting complaints. So let's let's recap what happened first. Uh, it was it was a very condensed episode. Like as as long as the hour it was an hour and six minutes yeah, long. That's six minutes. I don't make much of that, but right. But it it didn't seem like, and I don't want to make this uh, like trivialize it. I guess, but it didn't seem like a lot happened. It basically dealt with. It was all a build up to the to Negan's kills mm-hmm. and Rick being under Negan's thumb. Think now. about what we said. What we said there kills, <coughs> not kill. So kills. <laughs> let's let's re- recap. We predicted uh, last week. KB? Well, let's go back. Let's go back. See, I I had said I wanted it to be Daryl. Right. My heart felt it was going to be Glenn. Yep. But my noggin, my brain power, told me by logic Abraham was going to go. And, and okay, so can you give me a little bit of uh, the logic why you thought it was Abraham? Um, because he was past his prime in the story. Because in the comics he dies much much sooner. Um, and he's not the fan favorite that Daryl and Glenn were. So I felt it was easier. Now, there have been people who are, are, are upset about Abraham going, don't get me wrong, but I think people would have been more upset about if Daryl had gone. Well, of course. I mean, Daryl Daryl's the Wolverine of the show. Yes, we mentioned so. that. So the two kills, Abraham yep. and then Glenn. And Glenn is surprising, and I love the way they did it. Yeah. Because yeah. you weren't expecting Glenn after the Abraham kill. Well, the way they kind of like shot it, though, like... Yep. I once, once, so let's just, again, recap, because I, I don't want to get ahead of myself yep. here. So Abraham was the one that was chosen, and yep. it was really Suck cool, and I don't want to. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert, that's what he said to Negan after he took the first shot with Lucille. Taking it like a champ. The head. But, and I, I watched this, I noticed this during the show, and The Talking Dead, did you watch The yep, Talking Dead? Yeah, watched most of it, not all of it. Okay, I don't know if they mentioned it on there. I think they did, and I think Chris Hardwick did a really good job, but I noticed it during uh, the actual show. Everybody was hunched over. Mm-hmm. Abraham was straight back, you know, standing tall as, as you can on the knee. Yep. Like, straight up, and he was basically telling Negan to pick him. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Like, he's the, you know, the all-American soldier, so to speak. Whole, well, yeah, yeah I mean, but he's a, he's a former sergeant, I believe. Something like that, ranger uh, or whatever. Well, he ha- he had like, a title yeah. in, in the military, and it's kind of like that's his character, and I thought mm-hmm. that was so, so awesome. Um, the the little quip he had suck yep. my nuts, 
he said before he, uh, he died. And then this is what was really cool, and I love this. Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Negan, mm-hmm. basically making Rosita look at it and picking yeah. on her. So much so that it caused Daryl to get up emotionally, yeah. get emotional and swing at Negan. And that was scared a lot of people thinking that Daryl was about to get yep. killed, which I think it's kind of interesting. Um, so now getting back to the point I was trying to make earlier is now the second kill was Glenn. And the way that we fr- framed it up was that Negan was walking in the shot and you saw Rosita and Glenn behind him. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, I told you I'd only give you one one free chance. Yeah. Or I forget how we worded it, but you the first one was free. Yeah. So now he has to go prove it again. And as soon as he picked up that bat, he's like, Well, he goes, I don't know what he says. I don't know if it's uh, on to the next one or whatever he said there. But yeah. as soon as he picked up that bat and he said the first one's free because both Glenn and Rosita were in the in the back. I knew it was one of them two, and yep. I didn't think it was going to be Abraham and Rosita. No, so I, I knew Glenn was gone and paid. You know, did total justice to the scene in the comics mm-hmm. with the eye popping yep. out and and all that, and just just the dickishness. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to make it a dickishness. word. Dickishness. The dickishness of Negan. We're going to start a free your geek dictionary. That would be in the first word. Dickishness. The dickishness of Negan, like basically making fun as Glenn's trying to call out to Maggie, and, and that was so heart wrenching. Yeah, so so heart wrenching. And then that and that that pretty much took up the majority. That was that was the emotional piece of the story. The majority of the story was Rick basically Negan trying to make Rick his bitch for lack basically. of a better term, um, he, wanting to see that fear in his eyes. Right, and he, yeah. Rick wasn't showing that fear. He took the hatchet, mm-hmm. threw it, and made Rick go get it. He was in the RV. Yep. Made Rick go uh, get the the hatchet in a herd of walkers. Yep. Had to, you know, battle and How many all that. people who read the comics were thinking Rick was going to lose his hand? Right. That's what people, you know, yep. people assumed and, and whatnot. Um, but it was really cool because, like, Rick was still kind of. He was still badass himself. Like, right. He, he to didn't... that point. Until. Yep. Negan took off his belt. And basically made a tourniquet on Carl's arm, mm-hmm. and wanted Rick to chop off Carl's arm. Yeah, and just to, you know, Andrew Lincoln, that guy deserves some type of award, whether it's an Oscar, an Emmy, whatever. Mm-hmm. His acting is it's phenomenal. The way he was shaking, his eyes. Think, it was, ab- think about when he think about the think about his acting when he. Um, <laughs> the guy's throat off and like in like season four like oh yeah total the rage that he should like i mean he's a great actor yeah he's he's just the the fear though that's that's the thing like you know it's not real but at the same time they're making you, you feel it you yeah. you can still feel that fear that he's feeling and that's yeah. that's a gift i think that's a lot of the actors on the show that were really good yeah i can i can i can agree with that i mean some of the stuff uh lauren cohan yeah played maggie amazing um, I don't know. I'm thinking about it right now, and I got goosebumps on my arms, uh, and I'm, I'm chills, and it's it's curious to see where they go from here. So, it's wh- curious to see how long how long this time Rick is going to be his bitch. How many episodes is that going to go? And I think the next thing is you know when is Ezekiel and the tiger come in. I have a feeling I'm going to make another prediction. Go for it. I think Ezekiel and the tiger will be the end. Will be the mid season finale. And they will end on that note. I'm going to dispute that. I'm going to say next episode. You think so? Yep. 
That's what I'm thinking. To read something? No, no, no. Oh. I just I think that they typically um, because they showed the previews mm-hmm. and it's Carol and Morgan walking around mm-hmm. the kingdom. Why wouldn't you bring Negan in at that point? You mean? Uh, I mean, why wouldn't you bring Ezekiel in? Yeah, thank you. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm just I'm, just I'm that afraid of Negan that I'm saying his name when I don't even want to. It, it, Props to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, um, making that making Negan what it is without all the cursing for those who read the books, I think is he does a good job with it. Well, so this is going to lead me to my next question. I mean, yes, he he's great, but storyline wise, what are they going to do with Daryl? Because Daryl is now Negan's prisoner. And I'm trying to remember who was Negan's prisoner in the comics because he had some. I'm trying to think of who it was. I'm thinking because the Walking Dead. Uh, switches stories like you know mm-hmm. right now we, we talked about michonne has andrea's story arc mm-hmm. and whatnot do we think that d- we've seen dwight yes does daryl become take dwight's story arc mm-hmm. eventually turning against him mm-hmm. or making you mean making dwight turn against Negan? well yeah so so spoiler alert again for those that haven't read the comics but dwight is in the comics yes. and he's one of negan's men in the comic books, he eventually turns against Negan. Like, Negan is so fierce, it's kind of the only way to destroy him is from the inside. Right. So, But I'm wondering, is the story arc that Dwight had in the comics, does that story instead get pushed to, to Daryl? Where Daryl pretend not not pretends, but like kind of like falls in line for a little bit, mm. and then... And Dwight's not that character, and then I, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Or is I, I also wonder if they're going to show all the wives, not wives, but all the... All the girls Negan keeps and all that stuff. He's like, that's a, a polyamorous dude. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're gonna get into that kind of stuff. And uh, the other thing I had, I wanted to question, and it was a cool point that was brought up, and it kind of leads to discussion. Having the death be unconfirmed at the end of last season, mm-hmm. a lot of people were upset about the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Now seeing what you've seen now. Does that make more? Does it make sense to you to leave on to leave it on the cliffhanger like they did, or do you wish that they would have ended with the kill last season? You know, it would have been interesting if they made one kill in the end of if, the first kill at the end of last season, and then surprised you with a second yep. kill, left it in a, in a in a different spot in the midst of those scenes. But for the most part, I didn't have a problem with the way they ended season six. I, I thought I, it was brilliant. I was upset. Like I just want this to to get. I want. I just want to know and. And that's the thing that I mean. That's good storytelling. I mean, yeah. granted, it was a lot of people felt it was a cop out to lead up to this whole thing, and then cliffhanger. Oh, you got to tune in next season. But what I will say to this is, knowing what I know now and seeing that worth episode, it. not not necessarily worth it. I'm just thinking from the feeling as a fan. Imagine if Glenn and Abraham died, or even one of them died, and it ended on a down note. And that's yeah. how the season ended. And you then had you to might wait. leave the show too. It's like, like yeah, I, oh, that's. What if you really love both those characters, and all of a sudden you're like, eh? Right. So they 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 do the cliffhanger. You have that suspense. You're like, oh, I gotta wait. I can't wait now. This 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 is crazy. I have to wait till next season to find out. And it started off and end that episode on a, such like a downer. You're depressed. Okay, now where do you go from here? So instead of being depressed all over the summer until the season starts again, you're depressed in the first more, episode more and then shoot. see how. The story kind of yeah. transitions. I was gonna say more and more shows are doing this, this kind of stuff. You, you're seeing more of these cliffhangers for season finales. You know, I mean, it's it's smart if you think about it. It's smart writing. It gets you to come back to the show. Yeah, it but makes it's, a lot of sense. It can also be a cop out though, too. Like you know, like oh, you you haven't figured it out yet, so you're gonna just do a cliffhanger. I mean, I'm all for cliffhangers 
for example, have you, and I don't want to go on a too yeah. much of a tangent here, but uh, we were talking, have you finished season one of The Flash? Yes. Okay. So for those that haven't, I'm going to say, I don't know why I keep saying this. Spoilers, if you haven't seen season one of The Flash, we're on season Just three like, now. Yeah. But at the end of the episode, first season of The Flash, he takes care of Reverse Flash. He takes care of the man in yellow, and then a new um, threat arises, yes. and that's how it yep. ends on a cliffhanger in that sense. And that, to me, is that if you're going to do a cliffhanger, that's a way where it's not a cop-up because basically what you're doing is you're ending one story, starting to tell another, but you're leaving your imagination run wild mm-hmm. during that off time. Yeah, but what if, what, if I, what if I may not be interested in that? Like, I don't know. The cliffhanger is de- the cliffhanger. The way they do it is definitely going to make you come back. Right, but how <laughs> like, much? How often can you keep doing that before people get sick of like having their emotions play with like that? I, I don't know. Isn't it part of the fun of the show though? Your emotions, like if you think to about it, to an extent. But, I, but what I'm saying is like using the Flash as that example. Okay, this whole story arc, the whole full season that I've been invested yeah. in, is done. Here's a new threat. What's going to happen? Yeah, you still have the oh my god, I got to see what happens. That sucks that I have to wait till next season. But you don't have to worry about the previous story and having to remember yeah. everything. Yeah, no, that I get happened. what you're saying. So that, that's why I'm. I think it's it's a it's a catch twenty two. It's a very fine line. I mean, granted, the people at The Walking Dead are killing it. No pun intended. Um, so good. Mm. Other question: How do you think Daryl is going to be now? Basically, what happened is Glenn's death is technically on Daryl's head. Yeah, because he's the one that lashed out at. And Nita. they were they were very close. Yeah. So it's it's uh, that's a it's a tough one. So is is Daryl going to be a lot more like we've seen Daryl open up a little bit? Yeah, mm-hmm. like is he going to kind of uh, uh, regress into yeah. depression and? <laughs> well, not even depression. Well, think about it. he's also captured by Negan, so he's going to be in a place where he doesn't locked. have anybody. He's locked down. He's you know he, God knows what's going to happen to him. Um, so he's in a very, very a lot of bad a lot spot. of negativity, man. Yeah, I, negativity. I wonder if I wonder if they do still plan to, to kill him off. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, unless because the, the problem is, and this is what we mentioned last week, he's bigger than the show, or people treat him like he's bigger than the show, and that's not a good sign. He's a number I, two build actor, isn't he? Just behind Lincoln, right? But so, but Rick Grimes is, is going to have to die eventually on this show too. Ooh, it's not going to be the last. I yeah. know, but. It's to the point where the story doesn't revolve in the even in the comics, and you can argue with this with yeah. me if you want. The story doesn't ro- revolve around Rick Grimes. It sort of does. No, mm. he doesn't. We're, we're well, seeing, it's gone away from it a bit, but we're seeing a, right. But that's what I'm saying because you're building this world where you're getting invested in other characters, but no character is more important. And and Kirkman's gone on record of saying that Rick's going to die eventually in the comics. Yeah, Carl's going to die, and the comic is going to continue to go on. Yeah, whether that comes to fruition or not, I mean that's his thought. The show needs to follow those th- that same idea. I just get mad. I think it's okay for the comics. I don't know if it's okay for mainstream TV, though. Well, uh, then to, to that I, I say, look at Game of Thrones. That's true. I mean, even if your favorites die. Uh, see, I don't know about that because it, it, let's. I don't want to go too far off topic, but... There's like three main characters that are still alive. Right, that but I, there's I like was hoping... seven main characters that are dead. That's true. You know, yeah. I mean, if you read the books, the books go into way more detail, and some of the story arcs that happen for the the main characters of the books never come to fruition on the show because those characters are dead. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. I, I don't know. I just think there's a, there's a fine line, and they're doing well handling it. I just yeah. I'm just I don't want to see it be where it's it, Walking Dead turns into the Daryl show. 
with <laughs> everybody else. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. what I'm afraid of. I don't think so. I I think I think Negan's too powerful. Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Negan is too powerful of a character, and I think, um, I think I like you said, Carl might turn into something more. I, I, I think it'll, so. it's going to change a little bit. <coughs> yeah. Um. So that's all I have to yeah. say about The Walking Dead. Anything else you want to add? Any no, other two no, I'm just excited for the season. So let, let's wrap up this story season. and go into our one of our segments. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, so now we're going to focus more for the remainder of the show. We're going to be talking about comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, so KB, uh, we, we mentioned it on the intro too. Marvel and DC are the big two right yep. now. Now, it comes to my attention that you might have some issues with some of this stuff. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I have I have some issues. Um, I, I, I think it was just it's just good to kind of um, talk about uh, kind of where both these companies are right now. Um, I'm starting to have a, a I, I, I want to do it like this. Let, let's 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 rate. Let's 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 grade them on a on a scale of one oh, well, to ten. Well, disclosure. Here we go. You're more of a Marvel guy, and I'm more You're of a more DC, DC guy. DC so that's right why now. I figure you can talk to DC stuff, sure. and I can talk to Marvel stuff. So, yeah, what would you grade Marvel right now? Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, like overall performance with comic books. Okay, comic-specific. comic-specific, because you can say movies and all that, but comic-specific right. and what they're doing right now. Um, they're probably getting, for me, and I, I'm a Marvel fan, probably like a 7. So okay. it's that's not a it's not a great score. It's a it's, it's not a fair horrible. Score. It's 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 probably it's, it's six and a half to seven. Let me put it that yeah, way. It's somewhere good, in that range. Like average would be good. You know, average yeah. would be five. Good would probably be seven. Yeah. The the titles that they're turning out, I mean, they're hit or miss. They're hit or miss. They're putting out too much, which I think is one of their problems. They have some good stuff, which I'm going to mention when we do our countdown. Um, the they kind of dropped the ball with Secret Wars. Um, the last Secret Wars, where the main title books came out like far after a lot of the uh, companion stories had come out. So it, it really... So the companion stories kind of ruined yeah, some of those stuff. Yeah, and, and well, not even just that. It's even worse is they, they start their whole new, uh, th- their next, uh, what do we want to call them, cycle of books. And you're reading, you're starting the next cycle. And the story arc for the spring, you know, Secret Wars wasn't done yet. Right. Same thing's happening in Civil War Two. Civil War Two is uh, at first was going to be eight issue book, eight issue story. They're like, oh, we're going to add another book. We're going to make it nine. They did the same thing with Secret Wars. The, most of the Secret Wars, like I said, most of the companion stories, a lot of them are done or close to being done. They're only on Civil War. Civil War Two number six just came out. They still got three more books coming. So, on top of that, the new Marvel now has come out as well. So I was reading um, Champions, which is one of their new titles that they've been promoting. Um, Miss Marvel, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morale, uh, Amadeus Chow, who's the Hulk, uh, Viv Vision, uh, who's the Vision's daughter, and uh, Cyclops. Okay. Um, So that's Champions. And Champions starts after Civil War II. So they start talking, you know, about you know, you start seeing how they came together. Um, the new Iron Man, the new uh, infamous Iron Man, a, a huge giveaway. Um, I, I, I'll say it because Marvel ruined it for me, so I don't feel bad ruining it. But so somehow, Civil War Two has not ended yet, but yet Tony Stark has transferred his consciousness into a computer, and he is not a 
living being anymore. So, and this is where Rory Williams, the new Iron Man, is going to come into play. So it's like, okay, so we still have three more issues of Civil War II, and yet I've read an issue of Iron Man where Tony Stark has transferred his consciousness into a computer, so he's like a Jarvis, like a, a, a Friday, but he's inside a computer. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's 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 disjointed, and the, the the sad part is, is it makes the books mediocre. Books could be better if the story <laughs> makes sense. Um, and the good books, it takes away from them because you're you're losing something. So that's kind of my problem at Marvel is that they just seem to be out of whack. Um, and their new their their new um the new Marvel Now line numbering is very strange. So they're stopping some issues. So some stories have completed. You know their last stories. Stories have completed of some things. Uh, Vision completed. Um, I think all new, all different Avengers completed. So some of these stories have completed. So they've completed, and what happens when they complete? They go to the next cycle, and they get a new number one, and the numbering starts over. Fine, but then they have other <laughs> stories. Miss Marvel. Um, trying to think. Miss Marvel, Spider Man, Black Widow. So what they're doing is they're saying, okay, this is Black Widow number seven. But Marvel now number one, <laughs> so the numbering is like really. It's just it, some of the stuff just doesn't make sense, and you look <laughs> to see like why why are they doing these kinds of things, um, and it can just drive a reader crazy. Um, on the flip side, some of their new characters are really good. Um, so I was talking about um, I had posted to our Facebook page about a character named uh, Mosaic. Uh, Mosaic, it's it's about this guy. His name's uh, Morris Sackett. And he's a, basically he's a Michael Jordan like character. Like he plays for like a basketball professional basketball team, and the book starts like he's winning championships, but he's doing it all by himself. He's cocky. His teammates hate him because he's all about there is an I in team and it's me, <laughs> like um, that kind of thing. Um, so your typical superstar dates a model, that kind of thing. Um, is that model Mary Jane Watson? No. Okay. No. Um, Loves his dad, and his dad's kind of like his agent, so it's like he's cocky, but he also loves his father. Like he's always, It seems like he's always trying to make his dad happy or impress his dad. Um, we're only one issue in, so if you want to check this out, check it out. Um, but basically, they're at a party one night celebrating a championship, and the Terrigen Mist comes to the, the penthouse of the hotel they're having the party on, and he gets hit with the Terrigen Mist. So when he comes out, he's transformed, and he doesn't know where he is, he, his, he comes out of his Terrigen shell because when people get hit with Terrigen mist, they're in a cocoon. Comes out, and basically, um, his girlfriend and his dad are like, they can't even, they don't even know what he is, you know? He comes out, he's kind of like this energy. And what we come to find out is his powers, he can jump into other people's bodies. So when he jumps into their bodies, he can see kind of their thoughts, their feelings, their memories, all this stuff. And he can just jump from people's bodies to people's bodies. So, it's a really interesting story. Like the first people, like he's first he jumps into some kid. He, he falls off the roof when he first comes out of Terrigen and like falls into some guy. That guy ends up robbing a place with other people and he's jumping into other people. He's like, oh, I'm in this guy. I can open a safe. Now he's learned how to do this. So this is an interesting concept that hasn't really been so done before. So let me let me ask you because I have not read this comic. Yeah. Can he control their actions, or is he just along for the ride watching what they do? We don't... It hasn't gotten far enough yet. <laughs> it's only one comic in. Because so. this was done on TV on a, a television show called Quantum Leap. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's a really cool concept, though. Um, well, it's cool. It's cool to see in a comic book, too. Um, but the cool thing, I think, with this is we don't know if he's a hero or a villain yet because he's so cocky, he's so arrogant. True. And he has this power. So we don't know where he's going. Um, but it, it was a fantastic read. Like, definitely. Like, if there's something new Marvel's doing, like, this is it. Um, the other thing that they did was the Champions book. I read the first Champions book. It was pretty good. Um, they did a Jessica Jones book. So it was, pr- it was pretty good as well. Um, I'm also liking the, uh, well, not liking, liking the idea of it, but they brought Prowler back. So Prowler is back. Uh, I got to read that yet. I, I, I picked that up the other day. Um, so they do have some good stuff. And they're doing the X-Men versus Inhuman stuff as well, which is kind of interesting to see where that stuff goes. Um, so they can rebound. I just, like I said, I'm just not happy with their delays and stuff. It's so my my big issue with Marvel right now is just... I mean, the pricing is one thing. They are it's, expensive. It's, sometimes. it's you know yeah. five three, bucks, three ninety nine, four ninety nine for comics. Yeah, not that I'm. I mean, it's not that. I was always yeah. thinking about this. I don't know the history of it, but you know, when I was collecting comics hardcore mm-hmm. back in like the early to mid nineties, yep, like everybody was still hand drawing. It wasn't done on you know computers <laughs> yeah. and whatnot, so it was a lot more effort. And it was a dollar twenty five. You know what I mean, or a dollar ninety nine for for these comics. Yeah, and you had more pages. Less yeah, they ads, were thicker. You know, it was like you know, twenty some odd pages or thirty some odd pages per book. Um, I just, I just think it's interesting, but yeah, the pricing is as, and I can even kind of deal with that. My, my major issue with Marvel right now is, to your point, all these events. There's no, like a lot of like the big popular books, they don't have like arcs that are contained within their yeah. own books. Yep. It's okay. Well, part one's gonna take here. You know, you're gonna have your your series for the yep. overall arc, and then it's gonna hit the. the and what you kind of have to do with them is you have to. For example, so Civil War Two was Miss uh, Captain Marvel versus Iron Man, basically. Okay, and basically it's a it's about a, a boy named Ulysses who becomes an Inhuman and can see the future. So now it's predictive justice. It's I saw this is going to happen. Captain Marvel says we can stop it. So we're going to imprison or 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 hold people who we think are going to do something until that moment passes. Iron Man's like, no, you can't do that. That's you can't arrest somebody for not for doing something they haven't done yet. So that's a huge that's the huge thing in the story. Some major deaths in this as well. But to your point is that the story arc, if you want to get the full picture, it's like you don't just have to read Civil War Two. You have to read like Captain Marvel. You have to read Ultimates, which he's in. You have to read A Force, which he's in. You have to read kind of any other book you kind of see her on the cover on to get her story and to get kind of all the emotions and pieces that go into it. Same thing with 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 Iron Man. Same thing with Tony Stark. Is you have to you know, uh, any book you see him in, you kind of have to pick it up to kind of see what he's doing. Other stuff, uh, you know, like things like they had uh, New Gods and stuff like that, I, I didn't worry about. But most of those books that I knew involved the characters that I cared about, I had to go and read all of those too to really get the full picture. Um, so yeah, so it, it's just like I said, I, I think the biggest thing is uh, for me is how do you move on to a new cycle when you haven't even finished the old one and you're giving away spoilers on things and it's just... Yeah, you know, it's, it's rough. Yeah. So it's it's disappointing as a fan because you don't want to be spoiled on this big event you've been reading, you know. So, so yeah. So I I think they got some good stuff. So yeah, between like a six point five and a seven, they, they they're doing okay. But you know, I'm just they could fix some things. And on to DC, my friend. My thoughts on DC. And I read a little DC too, by the way. So I'm, my thoughts on DC. I will give you them after these messages. <laughs> After these messages. 
right back. Are you ready to upgrade your office space or living area for an affordable price? Stop by Pachico's Furniture, where you can expect a delightful shopping experience, all while saving you some of your hard-earned money. Pachico's Furniture specializes in used furniture, antiques, jewelry, electronics, video games, Blu-ray, DVD, musical instruments, and much, much more. Whether buying or selling, we strive on being Fall River's finest second-hand store. Pachico's Furniture is a family-owned and operated business located on 663 Bedford Street, formerly Billy's Cafe, in Fall River, Massachusetts. Come on by, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Of all the money e'er I had, I spent it in good company. And all the harm e'er I've ever done, alas, it was to none but me. And all I've done for want of wit. Memory now I can't recall. So fill to me a parting glass. Good night and joy be with you all. Oh, all the comrades the air I had were sorry for my going away. And all the sweethearts the air I had Would wish me one more day to stay But since it falls unto my lot That I should rise and you should not I'll gently rise and I'll softly call Good night and joy be with you all. Good night and joy be with you all. And welcome back to For Your Geek. A happier time for Maggie as she Talk about was, cliffhangers, Jeff. Yeah, well, you know, I started talking. <laughs> we're going to go to DC after these messages. But no, going back to our, our just quick talk, I just love that scene mm-hmm. that... You look at that now. They're in a prison. They're all depressed. Yep. There, you know, there's like no hope. And Death was the light. Cold and yeah. and and dark. And actually, actually, these when they're it was a campfire. They weren't in the prison yep. at this point, but it was still like a depressing. They were time. sitting outside the prison. Yeah. And and Beth, you know, decided, like you said, to be the light and tried to raise some spirits up. And that's when Maggie's father, sister, mm-hmm. and husband were all still alive. So yeah. happier times for Maggie. But getting back to our topic at hand, uh, if I were to rate DC uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, I'd give him a solid 8.59. Yeah. Um, I think that they do their big events, especially since Rebirth. Rebirth has been like really well done. They haven't showed all their cards in their hand yeah. yet as far as how it goes. So it's it's slow. I know other people want that instantaneous gratification. Like, just tell me what happened. No, I, I'd like it to be a little bit faster. I don't. I slow burn. Like, if this is going to be the new norm, roll it out. If this is going to be the new history for the next thirty years, you don't have to explain it to me in the first yeah. six months. Yeah. You know, a year from now, two years from now, and moving forward, you know, however long this this iteration is going to last. Do they do they know when the actual like 
another rebirth issue will come out like just, just focuses on rebirth or was that just like a launch issue uh, i think it was a launch issue and i think they're going to eventually get to that storyline and they're yeah. going to be dealing with that maybe in justice league i don't know what they're going to do but i i think that to kind of introduce and to things to come i think you know speaking of cliffhangers again that's a really good teaser yeah and now let's get accustomed to everybody like having these characters and bringing back elements that mm-hmm. we love about these characters that were taken away during yep. the New 52. We're kind of bringing that back. We're not eliminating the New 52 history. We're just ad- making addendums to it. And that's it's really, really good. The price point is good. Most books are two ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, the if you pre-order lines, them, you get them discounted too, usually. Right, and the storylines so. are all self-contained. So if I want to pick up an issue of Justice League and I start reading that through, I can go from one issue to the next. Now, of course, they're doing... You know, uh, multi-title story arcs too. Right now, they're doing that with Nightwing and Batman and whatnot. Although, you know, and they're it still costs it still costs you about the same every month because they're, a lot of their titles are are <laughs> bi bi-weekly. <laughs> the other definition, of yeah, bi-weekly. yeah. Well, yes. Oh no, twice a month. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's I think they're trying to push those stories out. But that being said, okay. Quick question. Okay. Because these titles, I always like to talk about. Action Comics or Superman? Do you read both of them? Yeah, Action Comics. Really? Yeah. See, I'm I'm not I'm not too happy. I I'm not too liking the the the, the Clark Kent thing. Well, I mean, I mean, but um, okay. This one's probably easier. Detective Comics or Batman? Detective Comics, right? Yeah, we'll be talking about that. I have I okay. have. We're gonna be doing the final countdown. No, no, no. You know what I'm no, gonna no, be I'm calling just you? Versus two things. Two things. One, your new name is gonna be Interruptus Maximus because you keep <laughs> interrupting me. And secondly, stop giving away all my final countdown stuff, man. But yes, Detective Comics is way better. Okay. And I even prefer, I'll even go one further. This one's not on my list. All-Star Batman over Batman. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, just out of the, just because there's so many Batman titles, you know. So that's, yeah. So, but at the same point, I just think the fact of the matter, because I don't have to buy, for the most part, if I'm following one Mm storyline in a particular comic I like, I don't have to go buy Six or seven other comics to get a fuller, uh, more of picture. a picture. Uh, yeah. yeah, fuller picture, more, more, uh, uh, you know, just warmer, more, yeah, bigger picture. Yeah. It's, it's you you get a full way. story in each compartment. Right. <laughs> so I can, I can read, you know, six issues and it's one yeah. storyline that I don't yeah. have to go from, you know, and, and, title and, to title. And maybe occasionally you'd have to read too, like Green Lantern or something like that. Yeah, but those are for those yes. arcs. Yeah. Again, if I'm into that arc, then great. Yeah. If not, then, you know, because I, uh, and this is the other thing that I want to talk about a little bit before we get into the final countdown. Yeah. And we talked about this previously. You still collect the books and I do everything digitally. Yeah. That's why my pictures on Facebook look so much more awesome. Mine are retro, brother. Yeah, that's true. No, I just, I just want to because people are people say that all the time. Like, oh my god, why don't why don't you get the books? It's so much something. It's so much better to to the way that you know you should read by holding it. To that, I say, when the printing press came out and people could actually read books, you know, binded mm-hmm. books, then we were saying, oh, we should do it the old way where people have to handwrite these books and you know. Have it printed that way. This this new contraption that prints these things automatically. No, see, my 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 thing is it's the eyes on the screen. My thing is having to read on screen all the time. I I like it that's just for my the storage only, that's the only capacity. Thing that I don't like no storage capacity. I agree with you because it takes up a lot of space. There's no doubt about that. Um, for me, I I just like the um, like I said, I like to be able to read it on paper versus screen. That's all. It's not a yep. I understand the technology. I, get. I, I like I like the screen because if I see something and I see that I want to check out the artwork further, I can pinch and zoom and zoom right in on yeah. the art without having 
to strain my eyes and pull yeah. the book closer to my face. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. Sure. Um, well, that's all I had to say about yeah. DC. Do you anything else you want to add? Uh, no, just DC is doing some some pretty good stuff right now. I have to give them props because I was never really the big DC guy. But uh, I, I wasn't either. I, I I was a Batman fan, and uh, the New 52 made me more of a DC fan because I, I didn't get all the muddled continuity. Yeah. Um, I, I can understand why people are upset by it for sure, but now being like coming on via the new Fifty Two back in twenty eleven, now that I just I like the stories a lot more, and then just the, to bring in the rebirth, it doesn't change the stories that I mm-hmm. grew. And there's there's a few books we'll be talking about yep. on our next segment, which is a great segue. Yep, we call this segment uh, the final countdown. It's the final The final countdown and the topic. KB, tell them the topic of the final countdown. Our top five favorite comic books that Jayfree and I are currently reading. Currently reading. So these aren't of all time. This is this is currently. Um, do Not you have, company driven either. So top five. Do you have uh, an, any honorable mentions? Um, I, I chose to stay away from the honorable mentions. Okay. So we're going to switch it up real quick. I'm going to go first. This is just my honorable I mean, mention. I could come up with some, but go for it. No, I just want to touch upon just real quick. I'm taking out my paper right now. Uh, honorable mention, I want to talk about uh, the new Teen Titans, which came out, as of this recording, came out yesterday. Well, the Rebirth issue came out. Right, but I mean the, the, the new number title. one, the Again, official that's, number that's one. That's not a series. Yeah, the official that's, number that's one. That's the point. Yeah. Um, it's just really cool. Uh, Damian Wayne is supposedly going to be the head of the new Teen Titans, mm-hmm. along with Raven, Beast Boy, Starfire, and... Uh, Kid Flash or Impulse, depending on what you want to call him. Yep. Um, and looks like their first major antagonist is going to be Rachel Ghoul, which is awesome. I love. Yeah, that I picked character. it up. I picked it up. So I, I really liked. I really enjoyed the read. So just real quick, it's a new title that's out. Um, like I said, first issue came out yesterday. Did you, you get to read it? You yeah, read it? I read it. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was really good. Um, it was more about Damien celebrating becoming yeah. an official teenager, thirteen, yep. and you know, him like not really having like, and, and Alfred is basically you know. Cutting a cake for cutting the cake for him, and you know Batman's doing his thing, fighting crime, mm-hmm. and Alfred just t- says to Damien, like, "Don't you ever have like? Yeah. Don't you wish you could spend time with people your own age?" Which leads to that's got me excited for the Superman number ten as well. Yes, out. that's going to be fun yeah. as well. But that's my honorable mention. Yep. So let's go on to number five. Okay, so I'm going to start off with uh, number five for me is a Marvel title, um, the all new Wolverine. Um, so this is not the Wolverine that most people know of Logan. This is uh, the Laura Kinney storyline. Um, they've done pretty, pretty well with this this book. This book has been very exciting from the very beginning. It starts with um, basically some... Um, with her uh, having basically uh, clones. Not clones, but genetically... Sis- genetic sisters, so to speak. Okay. Um, and she basically, uh, you know, she's trying to free them and she... You know, she she rescues them, and then uh, they they have some pretty good guests throughout the series. It's only about twelve. It's about twelve issues deep, but they've had the Wasp, they've had Doctor Strange. The Doctor Strange title, the one was really good, and basically, um, you know, because I just don't want to give lots of things away. It's been a really good read, look, really fun. The story keeps going, and basically, uh, she ends up with one of the sisters, and is, is like a preteen, ends up living with her. <laughs> they live in Logan's old apartment. And they actually have a Wolverine named Jonathan, a real live Wolverine, as a pet. 
And basically, uh, they, they she's this. Now that they're past civil war, they get into a, a pretty nice story arc with um, one of uh, Laura Kinney's handlers, former handlers, and they have a, a scent that puts her in rage, and they've they've dropped that scent on her in a town, and they've kind of shown her like destroying a whole town. So we're kind of seeing some of that, you know, uh, what do I want to how do I want to say it? the the mental mind play that. Logan went through a lot. We're starting starting to see that in this story. So, gotcha. it, but it's been a really good book, and and every every book that I've read, I, like I've never been bored. Put it that way. Like every book I've read, I've never felt like um, you know how sometimes you feel like there's a transition title or transition book sometimes, or you feel like the story is just transitioning. I never feel that way with this book. Cool. That's very so, cool. So yep. So that's my number five. All right, my number five is going to be my only. I don't want to say independent title. Okay. But my number five is, and we talked about it a little earlier from the television show, The Walking Dead. So we we all pretty much know the synopsis. Uh, follows Rick along with a group of survivors during a zombie apocalypse. Um, the current arc that I, I'm really into of recently, uh, we're in the middle of the Whisperer War. Mm-hmm. Um, so Negan, who we talked about, uh, kind of sides with the Whisperers, or so we see. Um, I'm not going to say what happens because uh, KB hasn't reached that point yet. Mm. But um, the Whisperers are essentially a group that wear the skin of the Walkers uh, or the Roamers, as they call them in the yep. comics. Uh, but basically, there's going to be a situation that's arising that's going to pit the Whisperers against Rick's group of survivors at the different colonies, the Hilltop and, and Alexandria. And what's going to happen, we don't know, but it's a great read. It's a great read. So that's my number five, The Walking Dead. On to number four. <coughs> my number four, and Jay, might even be on Jay Free's list, <coughs> The Flash Rebirth. Yeah, it's on my list. <laughs> I, you know, I thought you said you were going to stick to Marvel. No, and I was no, stick I to said DC. we said our favorite current. Reads. You're lying to me. <laughs> Interruptus Maximus. <laughs> um, no, our favorite current reads. So basically, the the Flash rebirth, and and I'm not going to go into a ton on it because I know Jay Free loves the Flash. Like the Flash is like his thing, and he, you know, what? I'm going to give you props, man, because you've got me into the Flash. Like I wasn't really all that into the Flash, and then you like, you know, you've always you always talk about the show so much, and you know, I hadn't read a lot of the past Flash, so this is kind of really my my first Flash reading experience solo, and um, you know, I'm really impressed by the book. I think it's I think it's great. Um, the whole August Heart as Godspeed. The Godspeed villain. Spoiler alert. Yep, absolute spoiler. Um, and I'm not going to go too much into it. Just it's a, it's a great, great book. Um, I think I feel like the Flash characters are kind of going to be like the center of Rebirth, from the way that things seem to be panning out. You know, all those little hints that I'm looking for. If I'm looking for more kind of into Rebirth, I feel like you see it a little more in the Flash, Flash uh, Titans, like those books. Um, so I just think it's fantastic. I mean, it's. It's one of those books. It's just like the the Wolverine book I was talking about. Like I don't, I never feel like I'm transitioning. I always feel like it, it's entertaining and it's going, and um, you know the the Speed Force stuff and all the Speed Force uh, speedsters and all that stuff. Just really great concept, really great arcs, and uh, yeah, I just really like that book. So that's my number four. My number four is a DC property because all of mine are going to be DC. <laughs> my number four is a book called Green Lanterns. It follows Simon Baz mm-hmm. and Jessica Cruz. Um, basically, it's the two newer Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. So all the other Lanterns, uh, John, uh, John Stewart, uh, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, mm-hmm. um, essentially are in you know 
Green Lantern Corps and Hal mm-hmm. Jordan's, you know, in his own the Hal, his own the thing. Green Lantern Corps, Hal Jordan, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. So this one's following the two new ones as they basically are partners. Which you didn't like the first issue, if I remember correctly. No, I liked it. I just I the, I the don't gun like, in the hole. I'm not a big fan of Simon Baz like with the the guns. I, yep. I can't stand that. Like that's heroes don't kill. You know what I mean? They shouldn't be yeah. shooting guns. But that's that's my personal. But it does preference. play into a story a little bit. But he does. But again, it's he shouldn't be a hero doing that. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. But my the current arc that I like the most from the new title, and we're only a couple issues in. Have you read uh, the Phantom Ring yet? The first issue of the Phantom Ring. Phantom Ring. No. You okay. mean the uh, the Green Lantern stuff? The, yeah, the this, Green, this Lantern, is, Green Lantern. Yes, yeah, Green I'm up to date. Yes, I'm up to date. Okay, so it follows a pilot that worked with Hal Jordan as well. Yep. Uh, Frank Leminski, and he he gets saved by a Green Lantern. He wants mm-hmm. nothing more than to be a Green Lantern. Yes, so he keeps great trying issue. to be heroic and and. Get rid of his fear and just you know be brave so he can be chosen by the ring, and just when you think it's gonna he's gonna be chosen, the ring's like error. He <laughs> goes back to Oa. He almost gets chosen, but he's watching all these other people, like as I mentioned, mm-hmm. Stewart, Gardner, Rayner, uh, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz. They are all becoming Green Lanterns. What do they have that he doesn't? Right, and it's very depressing. And just mm-hmm. is about to give up, he's approached by the first lantern. Lant- I can't talk. First lantern, Volthum. And he was told by Volthum that he needs to seek out the Phantom Ring. <laughs> so, the fir- that that first issue just dropped. Uh, like, was it this week or yep. last week? So, again, last great week. great read. I'm so pumped to see where the story is going. So that's my number three pick. Cool. <coughs> my number three is actually an independent. <coughs> um, it's a dynamite. It's a dynamite read um, called The Great Divide. This book is. A whole new twist on post-apocalyptic. So basically, <clears throat> it's a world where the slightest touch will actually kill you. So everybody's everybody's infected with something. Where basically, like if they touch you, you will die. Your eyeballs will pop out of your head, and you will die. Um, so basically, what's happened here is the storyline is is basically this two thieves um, living in this world, and they've stumbled onto a cure for this uh, for this thing, but. The world, the way it is, may not want this cure. And basically, you know, so some people in this world, they, 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 they try to stay in groups, small groups, because of the whole, you know, it's the it's an anarchy. It's it's not anarchy. It's apocalypse, and they're trying to survive. And there are some people that, you know, they're, they're staying by themselves alone because they don't want to touch anybody else. What's interesting is just the fact that nobody can touch each other. It's just a, it's, it's a really, really interesting concept if you think about it. So, for example, like they, you know, you can't, in a post-apocalyptic world, what's one of the commodities that that people have is is sex. Selling sex is a <laughs> it's a big thing in some of these post-apocalyptic stories, and uh, they can't even touch each other. So it's like <laughs> there's this thing where he's he's paying to sit in a room and just watch a girl, you know, get naked and and do all this stuff, and uh, it's just a really fascinating read. So now think about when somebody, uh, how do you capture somebody else? How do you if you want to capture somebody else alive, how do you do it without touching them? There's a lot of interesting concepts to this book. Uh, it's gotten great reviews. It's only two issues in. And um, Dynamite surprises us every once in a while with a title. Like they did uh, De-Evolution, which was just a fantastic six, just a six-book read. Fantastic. And I, I wish they did more of, the, more of this type of stuff, like these, these uh, adult, mature kind of titles. They, they do a lot of the Vampirella... The, Six million dollar man stuff, 
Uh, but every once in a while, they come out with one of these titles, and it's just a short six-issue run, and it just kind of blows you away. Um, so definitely check it out. It's, if you like this post-apocalyptic stuff, we're just talking Walking Dead. Um, you know, definitely check this book out because it's just really good. That's my number three. Excellent, excellent. That's that's a really cool like. Concept. Did you look it up on your phone? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was trying to get some information for. Uh, I want to just confirm some information for my number three pick. Okay. Which is a DC title, and it's yeah. one of the ones that run biweekly. So every two weeks, a new issue well, comes most, out. Most of them do, right? I mean, but this one's special for a certain yep. reason. This one is Wonder Woman. I love this series right now. Uh, basically, every other issue is a different story. So yep. yes, it's coming out twice, but there's two different story arcs happening. I really like the Cheetah issues. So that's that's where I'm going. Yep. So the, the current arc is uh, that I like is called The Lies, where basically the lasso of truth start, stops working for her, mm-hmm. and she can't find her home, Themysceris. So she seeks out her former enemy, or her still one frenemy. of her enemies. Her frenemy, yeah, the Cheetah. Uh, the other story that's running concurrently with that mm-hmm. is Wonder Woman Year One. So basically, every other week, you're either getting a Year One story or, an, or, or, like a, or a story from the, from the arc called The Lies. So it's a really cool book. I love the fact that they're putting so much more focus on Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, especially with the movie coming out. But yeah. again, back to that whole feminism type thing, I love seeing just a woman hero who's powerful and she has morals and she has ethics and she's just a strong person. That it's not reduced to just like you know a skimpy costume yep. and boobs hanging out, and I just I, just the fact that it's you know just even this, even her even her early costumes when she first was developed were never really that skimpy. I mean I don't think she, it's ever been skimpy. Yeah, has that it? but like the shorts or the but, skirt but she's never been the, done trampy though. Certain times like she has. she's never been done like thongish and like oh no 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 you know nothing I mean? to that extent but still. I mean, it's it still gets to the point where it doesn't have to be, you know, her wearing a thong, but her but wearing like short shorts or a skirt. I think the colors have something to do with it too. The red, white, and blue isn't exactly doesn't actually speak sexy. So think about it. You could be more sexy without be, being sexy. Yeah, it's like a the sub- color subliminal type of thing that yeah. makes it not as appealing. I get that, but bottom line, I'm not I don't want to talk about her looks. She's a powerful, badass character yeah. and the book is awesome, so you should check that out. Definitely. That's my number three. Good pick. I like Wonder Woman. So my pick, Jeffrey already alluded to, uh, it was his number three pick, basically the Green Lanterns. My number four pick. Number, number four pick, Green Lanterns. So I like this book for basically a lot of the uh, same reasons that Jeffrey uh, liked it for. Uh, so, but the thing that I really like is that it's very. I think it's very rare that we see. I mean, when have we seen a comic where you have just two characters to focus on equally focus on? You know, it's not a sidekick. You know, it's usually it's usually when we see a duo, it's usually like a hero and a sidekick. Um, so these characters are not sidekicks, and I like the diversity of their stories. I like how Simon Baz is kind of like this former criminal, who I think the gun is a very representative thing of his willpower to get past having to have that. I think is 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 what I what I kind of think about. Um, Jessica Cruz um, basically lives in fear. <laughs> She's a person that lives in fear, and you know, getting over that fear. And we see that in basically the first story arc was uh, was at the Rage Tower, right? So basically Atrocitus and the Red Lanterns, they plant the, the Rage Tower in Middle Earth and it grows. And, and one of Jessica Cruz's things is, uh, well... <laughs> I just like how you said Middle Earth, like it's like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably. Um, but anyway, Jessica Cruz, um, you know, she, she can't create a construct, which is kind of one of her big problems. And she has all these doubts and fears. And the great part of that story arc was seeing her be able to build a construct at the most critical time. 
The other piece of that story that I really liked is when Simon Baz pulled the rage from Bleez. I thought that was a really cool moment for these characters because they're young, they're new, they're learning how to do this stuff, and they're doing these extraordinary things that they do. Something that, that nobody's do. done before. Yeah, yeah. It, using his point. Yeah. Using his power, like there's something. So that basically there's says there's something special, special about, about him. him, and there's something special about her too, which you can obviously see. Um, and I, because I think her thing is just coming over her fear, and I, I almost feel like when she made the construct at the end of the uh, the Rage Tower, that that story arc, that construct. I think was extra powerful because of the extra willpower it takes to overcome her fear. And I think that's her that's her special specialness is her fear as a mental condition as a traumatized mental person will always have to get over that. She has this extra amount of fear that she has to deal with it to, to have the willpower the to get past, which I think is almost like it pushes it and makes it more powerful. I think that's her I think that's her thing. Um, and, and as Jay Free said, like the latest, the latest issue uh, has just been with the Phantom Ring. It, it was just phenomenal. So yeah, so this is definitely, definitely my number two pick. I, I really like this one. My number two pick. KB kind of already mentioned it when we were talking about Marvel versus. Yeah, DC. but I'll leave you to do the details. My number two pick, Detective Comics. Uh, Detective Comics is is really really cool. They went back to yeah. their original numbering, and basically it's a team of Batman and his allies. So it's Batwoman. Killer, uh, not Killer Croc, uh, Clayface. Uh, who else am I missing here? Uh, Red, Robin, Red Robin, spoiler, and I don't remember what Cassandra Kane's name is. Uh, Black Bat? I can't remember her, her code name on there. Yeah, Batwoman. Oh, no, no, Orphan. She's Orphan. Yeah, orphan, Batwoman. That, yeah. And we are, yeah, I mentioned yeah. Batwoman. But uh, the cool storyline there is it's basically the current arc that I was reading that I really liked was called Rise of the Batman. Yep. It's a new villainous group called The Colony mm-hmm. and uh, led by. A f- family member of one of the uh, team, yeah. and basically, it's basically they they create almost like robot Batman to police mm-hmm. and, and and whatnot, and it's just a really cool storyline, just dealing with the family issues. Um, they deal with actually the fact that Batwoman is Bruce Wayne's cousin, yep, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, you know, her Bat uh, Bruce Wayne's mother, Martha, uh, she was the aunt of Batwoman. Which is really really cool. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on Batwoman's uh, alias right now. Uh, Kathy Kane. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's just a really cool storyline. Like it's this is Batman's cousin, his first cousin, and just to see the family issues like kind of enraptured mm-hmm. in the Bat family is kind of cool too. So I, I really like the the series. Uh, I like the the team. I like the cast of characters. Yeah. I like how they play off each other. I like the fact that they're trying to redeem Clayface. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool, and I just like seeing a team. And again, Batman's not necessarily the leader of this team; it's Batwoman, so it's another powerful female. Yeah, that's he gave her the job, right? Because he's the one. Yeah. He just decided, you know, you're the one that's cut out for this. You're the one that I trust to lead them, and I just think that's cool because she's such a strong character herself. And it's interesting how Batman knows that, like it, yeah. that that he's well, not cut out for that, though. Yeah, well, Bat- Bruce Wayne, Batman's the smartest man in the world. Yeah, so it's just really, really cool. So I, I like that series a lot. It's it's a really good read. So check that out. That's my number two. So on to number one. My number one, don't worry, Jay Free, my number one is not a... No, it's fine. Not you're, a DC title. You're already, already peeped by uh, War of Attrition <laughs> here and and uh, Elimination. You'll, you'll know what my number one is. But you're, yeah. Yeah, what's your number one? Yeah. Good. So my number one is another Marvel title. And this has been Marvel's best read in the last cycle. Um, basically, The Vision. The Vision has, has been just phenomenal. So this is the story of Vision. 
um, basically going to start a family in Washington, D.C. So he builds, a, he, he works for the government, and he builds a family. So his, he's got a wife named Virginia, a daughter named Viv, a son named, a son named Vin, and a dog named Sparky. <laughs> Jeffrey's just smiling at Sparky. No, but you said he built them all. He built them, yeah. So basically, you know, he built his wife to be his wife and his kids to be his kids. So it's really interesting because they, he's trying to live a normal family life. Like his kids go to high school. His his wife is the stay-at-home mom that, that I don't know, I don't think she really cooks, but <laughs> cleans and, and tries to be like the, the uh, what, am, what am I looking for? The, um, you know, the, your, your typical 60s. She kind of has that six, 50s, 60s stay-at-home mom kind of feel to her. And basically, uh, they're just trying to survive. They're just trying to get by. And uh, there's a supervillain, I'm not going to say his name, but basically kind of puts the kids in jeopardy. And Virginia actually kills the supervillain and buries him in the backyard. Uh, and basically, but he was, he was a person. And then come to find out, authorities find out. And uh, basically, uh, so the vision is, you know, because the vision, lodge, you know, he's covering for his wife, which is not Vision's thing. They'd be covering for his wife murdering somebody so the story just gets really cool really quick it, it's you wouldn't think it's an interesting read by the concept but when you once you once you read it you just you, you're just taken away um you see racism in a way towards towards these androids of like you know they're writing on their garage doors and graffiti like go home go home android or some some slang that they made up for it and uh we see victor mancha who is another son of ultron basically come into this and uh he plays a big part in kind of starting the making the family start to split. So towards the end of this book, because uh, it just finished up for this cycle, there were twelve issues, and basically, um, uh, not giving away the, anything else, but basically, the Vision is kind of by himself at this point, and his daughter Viv has moved on to help the champions, and they're going to pick up the book again in the spring. So curious to see what they do with it but if you haven't checked this out i'm sure i'll come out and trade sooner or later because it's only 12 issues like pick it up because it's it's just a fantastic read it's probably one of the best reads um not just of this cycle but i've that i've read so it's, it's pretty good but uh, that's my number one so my number one to the surprise of no one now uh <laughs> thanks kb uh my number one is the flash uh i love this series barry allen and to go back to the the tv show the reason I love the show so much is I love I love Arrow. Don't get me mm -hmm. wrong, I love Arrow. I love the darkness of it. It feels, you know, like a vigilante show, mm -hmm. kind of like a Christopher Nolan Batman show, but yep. with with Oliver Queen. The Flash is the first show that feels like a comic book from page to screen. Mm. So it's 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 a lot. It has its dramatic moments, but it has its light moments. It has its funny moments. It has yeah. its heart moments. You know, where it's just like you know, the tenderness of it too. And it's just, it's all in all, it's just a great story about characterization and and showing these characters in multi-different facets from like mm -hmm. love and relationships to, you know, uh, adversity to feelings of guilt. And it's not as dark yeah. as some of the other shows, which I really, really like. Um, but going back to the comic book, yes, that the, the TV show made me a fan of the comic. I became really a big fan of The Flash with... Uh, again, we talked about the new 52 back in 2011. Yeah. I loved it. Then I went back from there and I picked up the Flashpoint Paradox and read mm -hmm. that, which I really, really loved. But now with the rebirth uh, issues, this is even better. And the first arc is 
lightning strikes twice. And you have alluded to it. If you weren't listening to what KB said before, forget it, because I didn't want to spoil it for you, but he kind of did. So go back and listen to that if you want to hear that. But essentially, there's a storm that appears, and mm-hmm. it's you know based. It's a speed force storm based off the speed force is essentially what gives Barry Allen his speed to be the Flash. Well, this speed force storm creates dozen, dozens and dozens of speedsters just for normal citizens. It gives them speed. And in, in turn, it also Flash wants to help train these folks to learn how to use their speed if they if you know if they're going to be using these powers, use it in a responsible way. Mm-hmm. But it also creates a new villain called Godspeed, who can do one thing that the Flash can't, and that's essentially move so fast that he can be in two places at once. Wasn't Re- Reverse Flash was able to do that, wasn't he? On the, the show, show, he was yes. Yeah. But Godspeed here basically can have two like physical beings at once, which is crazy. The reverse flash on the show basically did what uh, they call it like a speed mirage or yep. something like that. This is actually two people that can... He's that fast. So it's, it's a really cool story. Uh, they just re- resolved that storyline recently. I don't want to give it away, yep. but go pick up that. It's a gr- Go pick up those issues. It's a great read, especially if you're a fan of the show. It's just a really cool cool read yeah i'm i'm dying to see where that that goes like that's that's another one of my favorite books that and green lantern those are the two that i watch out for every, yeah all the so, time great dc like i said i i give dc an 8.5 8. because yeah. i'm loving a lot of their stuff you know yeah like i said with marvel it's not that i don't like their stuff it's just that the the, the sequencing of events is just you know it's just not there yeah well i mean kind of ruins it you know if they can get their ducks in a row yeah. and get that storyline out i think they can kind of write that ship but yeah Marvel's killing it in the oh, movies. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, so we're going to go out. Make up for uh, again, it. no new show next week. No. Um, we'll be watching Doctor Strange, and then the following show, two weeks from uh, when you know from now, yep. you'll, we'll be having our new show. So we'll be every other week, we'll be reviewing Doctor Strange and talking about some other stuff. So that being said, we're going to go out here. Uh, going back to our um, our theme, everything was kind of dark with like The Walking Dead. So I found... Speaking of Marvel movies, yep, go ahead. You want to say something, KB? Yeah, go ahead. The other thing is, uh, you know, Comic-Con coming up, too. Yeah, well, we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about that in two weeks from now. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. You don't you don't give away the cow free or whatever that <laughs> phrase is. I don't know how that works. Anyway, point being, we're going to be seeing Doctor Strange next week, so no new show next week. But speaking of Marvel movies, the latest teaser for Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. has dropped, and I took an audio clip on that that we're going to go out on. So to kind of lift the spirits up a little bit, for those that are looking for advice on, uh, you know, is the one, is the, can I find the one, is the right person out there for me, Drax has you covered. Um, <laughs> I, I so, haven't heard this yet, so no, I'm not going to hear this. All right, so we'll, we'll go into that. KB, hit him with uh, your, the catchphrases. Start your weekend with your geek friends and get your geek on. Bye, everybody. You just need to find a woman who is pathetic, like you. Thanks, buddy. Do you need a hug? No, no, I do not. Oh, I thought I said no. You're welcome. You're still here. It's over. Go home.